joining us today for our Faith and Life, Life Beat podcast. This is a feature that we do once a month. Welcome to our studio. I'm Ken Stultz, our Faith Life, Faith Outreach Coordinator for Right to Life. And um, as excited as I am to have you join us this morning, I'm just that excited to welcome into our studio Right to Life of Michigan's president for over 43 years, Barbara Listing. Barb, it is such a joy to have you here this morning. Um, and I just want to get right into it. I want to get out of the way so you have as much time to talk to the people as possible. Tell us just a little bit about you becoming president of Right to Life of Michigan. Well, it was really um, an accident, almost, because my predecessor, Jane Muldoon, was going to run for the National Right to Life presidency. And so she was really looking for someone that if she won, that would take over as president of Right to Life of Michigan. And so she approached me once, and I said no, and (laughs) twice, and I said no. And the third time, I said, okay, Jane, what I will do is I will help you find someone. I will be the nominating committee. And so I got on the phone and started asking people that were already in some sort of leadership, either an affiliate or they were on the state board. Sure. And everyone kept saying, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) And then then I found someone, and she really would have been perfect out of the Detroit area. And so she said, yes, she would do it. And then uh, she was to be elected at our state conference that year. And so state conference came, and I walked into the facility, and there she was waiting for me. Oh, boy. And she said, Barb, I can't do it. And the reason was, in a way, a really good reason. She was pregnant, and it was going to be kind of a difficult pregnancy at her age. And so I took a deep breath and went to find my mentor, Jane Muldoon, and told her, and Jane said, well, Barb, I always wanted you. <laughs> so, and Jane was a diff- very difficult person to say no to, and but um, she remained as the executive director of Right to Life of Michigan for probably almost, I think now, I think maybe we worked together as a real team for about 10 to 12 to even 15 years. And so it was really almost like a partnership uh, during those years. And I was very, very blessed to learn everything from that great woman. And hopefully there are some people on this podcast that will remember uh, Jane. I expect so. Who I think is looking down from heaven and right now and she is smiling as she sees me turn the baton or the torch or whatever you want to call it over to the new president of right to life of michigan come january 1st and those of us here at right to life are so excited about that as well Um, next month you'll get to hear an interview with her amber roseboom um, where she can um, talk about Taking the reins from a legend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm still going to stay involved. Yes. You know, that um, Amber's already given me several projects. And so 
I will stay on the state board as a board member as a past president, and I have a little assignment on the our PAC, our political action uh, board, and a few other things that I'll be helping out with. And I'm excited that you're going to keep your toe in the water. Well, you know, what we say to all of our volunteers out there that, one, they need to find a replacement if they're in a leadership position. I mean, that's important to do. Mm-hmm. But their experience, their history of their local affiliates, always important. It's important to be there, to continue to be there as a mentor. And I also think that once you're involved in this mission of really restoring legal protection to that unborn child, yeah. it's very difficult to step away. It's just a part of part of your being. It's in your heart, mm-hmm. in your mind. And, and so um, you can step back like I'm going to do and not do it 24-7, 365 days a year. But I think that when you're involved that um, it will always be a part of you. It really does weave its way into your heart, and it gets so that you see everything in terms of that mission. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, as you look back, Barb, um, you've got a lot of people that know you very well, and some not as well, with Right to Life of Michigan. What is one thing that would surprise almost everybody about you something that nobody knows about barb listing <laughs> well i think um there probably are a lot of things <laughs> a lot of things you don't want to share but I, th- this is something probably no one knows uh, about me that uh, at one time i was a member of the united mine workers of america really that's right when i was in uh once I graduated from high school and was going into college, during that summer, I worked at a factory that was um, made watch cases. And so in order to work there, I had to join the union. And it was kind of strange, but it was a United Mine Workers Union. And so that made me a union member that summer. And then I returned and worked there, I think, either two or three summers. So. All right. I was inspecting watch cases. <laughs> I, I have to say that doesn't sound very exciting. Well, it was good pay. There you go. <laughs> at, at that time. <laughs> um, so, Right to Life of Michigan, has it presented you with any big surprises? Well, in a, in a way, I, I think when you take over... A uh, leadership of a nonprofit or mission-driven uh, organization. I think the the thing that uh, might surprise you is, and perhaps surprises me, is that that when you come across some uh, some highs and then some lows, yeah. that a concern always is when the lows are hit, that people will leave people decide that Mm. they have to give up or when there's highs you also have the tendency you might attract people that want to use the organization for their own agenda sure and i think that for us in the pro-life movement that that really hasn't happened 
that mm. maybe that's a little bit of a surprise that you kind of anticipate that, especially after Proposal 3 when we had a, re- a defeat at the polls. But still, afterwards, we did not lose any affiliate presidents. They stayed on. Our staff stayed on. Our supporters have been loyal. And as a result, we're thriving. Amen. Yeah. Um, a phrase around here is we're not backing down, we're doubling down. That's we're right. pressing ahead because the lives of the unborn demand nothing less. That Not only the unborn, but the, the women who yes. are facing that decision, a very crucial decision in their life. And if they do choose abortion, then we have to be there also for the aftermath. Not only for her, but... I always think that we, you know, we do concentrate on the unborn. We concentrate on helping that woman, but then there are the other family members too, the surrounding ones, the the uh, parents of that woman who really have lost a, a grandchild, or if that woman already has children, then there are the stories of the her present children, who then find out that they've lost a sibling and does that mean that they really weren't wanted either you know right yeah and what might that sibling have brought into the family that's right and they just have nothing but questions about that that's such a good perspective so as we are coming into um January 2024, I heard something about there being an election coming up. <laughs> well, by the time of October, we're all going to be sick <laughs> about hearing about <laughs> yes. the election. Those ads are going to be on and on and on. But what we do have uh, facing us, of course, first, our presidential primaries across the nation. Yes. And so none of us can avoid that. And it's really important, I think, that that people really look closely at not only their own uh, voting, their own uh, being sure that they're registered to vote, that they get an absentee ballot, but also talking to their, their neighbors and their friends and so on. And we hope that in doing that, that they will point those neighbors and their friends and their children to our website so they can really find out what what are what is the real stance of those candidates when it comes to the issues of abortion and also assisted suicide and euthanasia because you know back here in Michigan back in 1998 we were able to stop the legalization of assisted suicide mm-hmm. and that was a time some of your listeners, if they're old enough, may remember Kevorkian and his uh, rusty van. Yeah, the death mobile. That's right. And But there are many people that don't remember those days. And so for all of these years, 25 years, we've been able to put a lid on this whole idea of legalizing assisted suicide in our state. But unfortunately, with the present legislature and the state legislature and the present governor, then we are going to see a push next year, early next year, to legalize assisted suicide in the state. So people have to listen to our our podcast, listen and 
to the news and also go to our website for information. Yes. And you've mentioned our website a couple of times. Do you happen to know the uh, web address for that? Well, our website for Right to Life of Michigan is rtl.org. Yes. RTL, like Right to Life. And we got that, that website, that address, many years ago. And we really beat out even National Right to Life in getting plain old RTL. Dot org and as a result we even get we even get um, hits on our on our website and and people asking us questions about all of our issues from across the the country right. and even internationally too yeah so yeah uh, well I think Barb that's in large part because you've crafted and created here uh, a right to life organization that is the envy of many states they they just wish they could do mm -hmm as much and as well as we do and we're just so thrilled to uh, be a part of the, what's going on through right to life here well we've been blessed and i i really have to give the credit to my predecessor jane muldoon she was a visionary and she really uh pushed me in order to um some take some steps in faith and we have sure. done that throughout the the years Amen. Amen. So with the challenges of Right to Life 2024 and beyond, what's one thing you want to say to your successor? What, what do you want Amber to know? Well, I've known Amber since about 1997. You know, Amber started out at Right to Life of Michigan. And, as, and then she stayed for us for a couple of years before uh, she and her husband wandered away to that big capital in Washington, D.C. Yes. But all through those years, uh, Amber and I kept contact with each other off and on. And, you know, as I said in the early part of that interview, that a leader always needs to look for a re replacement because that's important to any organization. So. Mm -hmm. Amber Roseboom was always on my list. <laughs> and so I was just trying to figure out how can we lure her back to her home state of, of Michigan. And I, I think that because I've worked with Amber now since she's come back to Right to Life of Michigan for a year and a half, she is ready. Mm -hmm. She really is ready mm -hmm. to be the president of this organization. And so I'm thinking about, okay, what, what would I tell her? I, I think best is that she is a woman of great faith, and so it's to rely upon that faith. Yes. And it's to be open to always listening. You know, we always talk, tell people that it's important to listen to to hear the, the word of God, hear the Holy Spirit, but oftentimes we, we talk too much <laughs> and we don't really listen. Right. We don't take that quiet time. And that's maybe a, another lesson. You know, this, this position, because we have all those affiliate leaders out there, this position means that you have to be a good listener and you have to be uh, ready and open and have an, like an open door policy 
But also I think I would say to her, caution her, you have to have some time for yourself too. Sure. And you can't completely immerse yourself in the position 24-7, that you have to give yourself some rest time. And you really do have to take that, probably take that Sunday <laughs> and and set that aside Yes. for not only your rest, but your family too. Yeah, yeah. I think God knew what he was doing when he said we needed a rest. That's right. Yeah. And we don't listen that often to that either, do we? Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We think we might know better. That's right. Yeah. Um, Barb, one of the things I'm excited about as faith outreach coordinator is helping to lead churches in their celebration of the Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Uh, coming up on the 40th celebration, recognition of life on that day. Um, but we're past row now. So why is it important this year that we celebrate Sanctity of Human Life Sunday? Well, that's a question that I think that all of our leaders get, and, and certainly even at the national level, especially since the, the fight is at the state mm -hmm. states now. But I think it's important because it, it's always helpful to remind people, to remind people it's a historical event, to remind people what we have faced for the past 50 years with abortion being legal and how in those 50, 50 years that people have strayed away from the fact that each and every life is unique and that each a living human being, and that's what that small, small living person is inside the womb. Yes. That they do have that right to life. I mean, that's how our whole whole nation is based upon the right to life. And so I think especially in this age that is so, is so different and, and, and it is so, um, has moved away from so many historical foundations of our nation. Yeah. That we have to keep remembering about the sanctity of each and every person. And here at Right to Life of Michigan, while we do focus a lot on the unborn, we're also very concerned about the other end of the spectrum, aren't we? That's right. That sanctity of human life includes life until natural death. That's right. And, it's, and we're seeing that, uh, a more and more push and I think we'll see it even now that we have always have concerns about scarcity of of the whole area in the medical profession, right? And the cost, the cost of medical insurance, the the cost of medical treatments, and as uh, our our population gets older and older, you know. The fact that, and here we can really see it in Michigan, where we see that our population is not growing in Michigan, that the young are leaving the state for maybe better jobs, better opportunities, and people are not having large families. And as a result, you know, we're, we're really a state that's stagnant in, in growth. And so as a result, we're going to see that the whole 
medical resources might be a little scarce. And so that means people being pushed towards taking their own life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my family doctor recommended that I see a specialist a little while ago. I called the specialist and on a referral, it still was going to be over three months before I could get in. And I think that's exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And yeah. so people are going to say, well, if you hit a certain point, you're no longer productive. Does your life really matter? That's right. And, and I think as, as people, if, they have to, if they're in pain, and they shouldn't be in pain because there are ways to alleviate pain, mm -hmm. but if they can't see, get in to see a doctor, if they think it's going to be three months or six months, then they begin to worry about, is this life worth living? Right. And if they don't have any family surrounding them. Right. Also. And if they have forgotten at the very core that life is sacred and it is a gift from God and we need to honor it in that way. I think a really a great uh, worry uh, for those of us who believe in the sanctity of human life is that so many young people have made a decision that they don't want to be part of a faith community mm -hmm. that they really believe do not believe in god any longer and so they became become very i think could become very quickly isolated and so their choice might be for they they kind of shrug their shoulders and say well there's there's nothing afterwards and so why why yeah. Why don't I take the easy way out? Sure. Why Why keep fighting? That's right. Yeah. Um, Although that does remind me of something. Go. I'm going to just throw that in here. When I first became involved in my local Right to Life group and went to my very first Right to Life meeting, the president of our local affiliate, that was back in 1973, he was an atheist he was a student at Central Michigan University, and he said, well, if there isn't any afterlife, I don't believe in God, I don't believe there's an afterlife, and so this life is extremely important, and that unborn child should have a right to life because there isn't any afterlife. Isn't that kind of interesting? Wow, that is. Yeah. You, the opposite uh, uh, opinion yeah. of what you think he might have. That's right. That is amazing. So we yeah. have to open up our arms and invite everybody to the Right to Life movement. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You're all welcome. It's a big tent. That's right. Come on in. Um, I know that you've been anticipating the 2024 election probably for about eight years. I just know how far <laughs> in advance you, you seem to plan. Um, in anticipation of this election season, you've been busy crafting a new series of advertisements. Um, how are these ads different from previous ad campaigns? Well, I'm going to correct you okay. right in the beginning of do this that. segment, saying that these ads have nothing to do with the election. Oh, that's nothing, such a good point. Nothing such to do with point. the election. Yes. You know, these the the new ads that we hope will be on the air, not only on traditional TV, but also in all of the other mediums that, that are out there now, 
these ads really are there to reach out to that woman who is contemplating. She has this unexpected pregnancy, and she's thinking in her mind, what do I do? This is going to change my whole life. And how, how, what do I do with this new challenge? I like to say new opportunity and sure. new, some, uh, a new precious part of, of her life. But in Michigan today, because of Proposal 3, that a woman can get an abortion for any reason, at any time, as long as she can find someone that will do that abortion. Sure. Abortion is legal whether it's from in the first week, whether it's in the last week of pregnancy, and for any reason, whether it's a, a reason of discomfort, inconvenience, change in her employment, or even in the case of a violent assault and she finds herself pregnant so for any reason at any time and so faced with that we in the in the pro-life movement have to offer that woman another choice yes have to offer her the life choice have to make abortion undesirable make instead giving life to her child the desirable thing and so that is our mission. So these ads will speak to, we hope, our plan. I mean, that's the, the goal. will speak to that woman who actually is pregnant or speak to the people who are surrounding her and maybe mm. pushing her towards abor- abortion or they're not even thinking about the other choice of life. And so also... The ads, uh, three of the ads, will really direct that woman to help, to pregnancy care centers, to those centers that will not only help that woman to have the have her child, uh, but also help her afterwards. Yes. Uh, too. So material help. Yes. Whether it's um, help in the beginning to find a doctor or find social services or what's needed and afterwards also to help her and her baby right we need people that are going to write down to baby food and diapers and blankets and clothes right right for that precious little newborn and if the choice is not to parent the child her baby and she is she knows that it's not the right time but we can help. There are other agencies that can help with adoption. Absolutely. And right now, if I remember my numbers, there's over 30,000 families looking to adopt. Yeah. We always know that the, that the supply of, of babies uh, is small. Yes. In, in this age of legalized abortion. Yes. It's really changed yeah. ever since 1973. Yeah when the Supreme Court legalized it. So, and I think we'll really see it here in Michigan because it, uh, because abortion now is legal, as I said, for anything, for yes. any reason. So, Barb, you said that these um, ads that are designed for every possible media uh, available um, are designed to let the woman and her support network know their options 
and she can choose the other choice, which is life. That's right. That's right. What's the best way for churches to support those ads? Well, the, the ads are an educational campaign, and so churches can actually donate to Right to Life of Michigan Educational Fund because it's a outreach that is completely educational. There isn't any legislative uh, component. There are certainly not any political component at all. That's why I started out that way in the beginning. And there is simply an educational outreach to provide not only the, as I said, inf- information, but also the actual services. And then I think also that it would be important for churches to be sure that that the people in the pews realize that there are there are services there, yeah. the pregnancy care services, and we have about a hundred of them in the state. I in almost I think probably in every county at some extent to another. But the the help is there if the woman realizes and gets that message. And I think that's probably oftentimes a a difficult thing to do is to get the message out in the clutter that we have. Uh, Because of course, the regular media, you're not gonna hear any any public service announcements for the pregnancy care centers. Instead, you're gonna hear from Planned Parenthood and even from the federal government and the state government pushing for abortion rather than life. Yes. Well, Barb, as hard as it is for me to believe our time is coming to an end here on this podcast, it's been such a joy to uh, be able to partner with you um, as Faith Outreach Coordinator here at Right to Life of Michigan, and what an honor to be a part of this organization that will continue to be a voice for the voiceless someone that will stand in the gap for those that can't stand for themselves. So thank you so much. Uh, Any final word that you want to share with the listeners today? Well, Right to Life of Michigan is always there to serve, to be there as that source of information for the churches, Mm -hmm. anything that we can do for pastors, then we're there to help. Amen. Amen. And you can find all that help at rtl.org. Lots of resources available. Thank you, listeners. It's been great to have you with us today. And Barb, thanks for being here. God bless and bye-bye.